Maisha. And I'm Barbie. And we're your hosts for today's episode of the Mentorship Spotlight, where we help you get in the know about potential options and opportunities after undergrad. Today, we're talking with Fad Ananta about working on different tech projects and starting his own investment firm. Before we begin, the Mentorship Spot acknowledges that we are on the traditional territories of the Anishinaabe, Mississaugas of the Credit First Nations, Iroquois, and Huron Wendat. So we'll start off with some icebreakers. So the first one is rapid fire. So Fad, what's the last thing you ate, the last book you read, and your favorite TV show? Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, both of you guys are really, um, really excited to be here today. Um, last thing I ate, uh, I had Chipotle for lunch today. Um, I had a nice Chipotle burrito bowl. The last book I read, I think the last one I read was Shoe Dog, the founder of Nike. And he talks about his story about how to start a business and how he started Nike. And, and uh, it basically just doesn't seem like, you know, he had it all figured out. He kind of figured it out as he went along. So it was, it was pretty cool to read. And uh, in TV shows, like I don't know if I watch a lot of TV shows, to be honest. I, I watch the last TV show I actually committed to watching was The Office. I thought that was really funny, but but not a lot more these days. That sounds great. I am looking forward to watching The Office, but I don't know how long it's going to be on Netflix, so I better go fast. <laughs> yeah. I can't get into the show for some reason. Like, I, and so many of my friends have watched it, but that's like the one sitcom like I can't get into. Uh, okay, so just to switch it up, uh, you can ask us a question, question either Maisha or me. You can choose anyone. Cool. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, let's, let's go through all of them. Um, what's, the, what's the last text message you guys both sent? The last text uh, message I sent was to you with the updated Zoom link for the podcast. <laughs> And mine was to my show with the updated Zoom. Oh, for okay, the cool. That, that's super boring. Oh, one of the highlights and lowlights from the last year and a half of quarantining and staying at home during the pandemic. I think highlight and lowlight for me is finishing all of first year as well as graduation in online. And I mean, I celebrated one quarantine birthday, which was which was interesting. Um, it was it just like went a lot through just text messages and video calls. Lowlight. I think just missing graduation and just like completing high school, that was like a big low light for me because I was looking forward to, you know, like ending that off because it was four years of like a hard work, right? So ending that off, I was sure. I was looking forward to that and having like the celebration and stuff, but uh, we missed out on that, so that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for me, like graduation was definitely a low light, like not being able to, I guess, like see family and friends and stuff. But a nice thing was my family had a little grad party for me in the backyard. And my grandparents were here too. So it was nice to just, you know, have a little fun, eat some food. Uh, but yeah, it's been quite the year, this 2020. So yeah. That, that's pretty crazy. So like the last time you guys saw your high school friends in school was like before the quarantine or before the pandemic. And then they, everyone just went off to university. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. It was pretty crazy, actually. And uh, in terms of university, like any any favorite courses, any courses you, you love or, or hate so far? Okay, I can go for this one. So my favorite course that I took was anthropology, an introduction to sociocultural and linguistic anthropology. So I didn't even know that that existed before I took it, but it was a lot of fun. I got to learn about different cultures, languages, why people are the way they are, and I really enjoyed it. So that was definitely my favorite. Least favorite was microeconomics. Okay, my favorite was probably this interdisciplinary problem solving and health course. It was only two credits, but and it's like a course specific to our program, but it was it was really awesome. And we got to work with groups and our group was great. It was a lot of like late night phone calls and stuff or video chats um, and working till like two um, on a project and like kind of cramming. But it was a lot of fun. And I think I learned a lot. And I really enjoyed the topics. We learned about food and nutrition and vaccines, which is extremely relevant to the current day. Um, 
my least favorite course. I think I have two. One is probably cell biology, just because it was so, it was, it was the, the assessment style was so hard. I can't, I can't even begin to describe it. And it's just not something I was used to. And it was a lot of content. So that and physics, just because I've not liked physics like ever in high school, I hated it. But my physics department this year was amazing. So they definitely like made the course a lot better. But just I wasn't expecting that much work. Um, so that was probably my second least favorite. Nice, nice. That, that's super cool. I find like uni has a lot of those uh, you know ups and downs. One of the best parts I found is just like the ability, um, like you mentioned, Maisha, just the ability to try different courses. Um, you get to like discover things you didn't even know that you didn't know. So those are always like the fun ones. For sure, yeah. So just last question, just as a boredom buster, um, what have you been doing to bust your quarantine boredom? I, I have been bored quite a bit. I guess uh, we have two cats at home. So just spending a lot of time with cats, like I, I, I didn't realize, because usually, you know, we, we go to work, uh, both me and my wife, we go to work, you know, nine to five, like you leave the cats at home and they kind of like sleep all day. So when we're home, we see them like run around all day and like playing with them. So that's always like fun, especially like if you have meetings, if you have work, um, you know, they're running around. It's, it's nice to like be able to pet them for a bit or, go for a little walk outside sounds really nice yeah pets during quarantine are definitely fun because like i feel like it's just like school or meetings but then having pets kind of adds you know like a bit of spice to your day it's, it's a lot it's a lot of fun yeah yeah totally okay so i guess um, get started with the questions now Bar-Gubi. yeah um okay so we'll start off with uh what did you study in your undergrad and was it similar to the work you did afterwards yeah so i went to undergrad at the university of waterloo and then uh, I switched to the University of Toronto afterwards. Um, I studied CS at both places, like computer science. So I guess it was, it was similar to the work I did afterwards. Like after I graduated, I became a software developer. I worked for a few places like around the city. I worked for like the city of Toronto. I worked for the Toronto Transit Commission, uh, you know, developing like internal software for them. Yeah, I, 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 and, and the reason I kind of went into software was really just because I thought it was the easiest thing for me to do. Like coming out of high school, you know, I took some like CS courses in high school and then I'd also taken like math and like chemistry and, and everything else. And uh, you know, really it was a decision between going into like medicine or like pre-med or going into CS because those are the two things that were kind of like on the table for me. And I just found like similar to you, I found biology and cell biology and stuff like that just like super, super hard um, to, to memorize and to, to understand. So um, I picked the easier one. I did not, I didn't know, but, <laughs> which I might regret later on, but that's to hear so kind of moving on what about the tech industry interested you or kind of drew you towards it i think the the cool part about it was that you know i'd started using the internet when i was a kid maybe in like grade four or five or something just like play games like understand what email is stuff like that you know i always thought tech was cool because you can create stuff on the computer you know like when you when you first open a computer as a kid like you have tools like you know microsoft paint um and then you have like uh, you know, other like word processing tools, whatever. But I always found it really, really fun to create things. And then later in high school, I was in this program where they forced us to take these programming courses. And I thought that was a blessing in disguise because I didn't know what programming was. And as I start to do that, like I learned like, oh, you can actually like create these programs that people do work with, people play with. And so some of the first things I ended up creating in high school, like some of our assignments were um, games. So I create like small games, like games like blackjack or whatever um, on the computer. And I, I just got so like immersed into, um, you know, designing stuff and thinking about it that I, I kind of naturally gravitate towards it. And for me, I never wanted to work. Like I always thought desk jobs were kind of boring. So I wanted to find this one thing that I was like, okay, if I do this, I won't find it too boring. And I enjoy it anyways. 
So if I get paid to do something I enjoy, it's a win-win. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really awesome. Um, so what has your experience in the tech industry been like until now? And what does an average day look for you look like for you? Yeah, I'd say like, I mean, the software industry or like overall tech industries has been you know, growing quite a bit. Uh, it's changed a lot over the last um, you know decade or so. And I think it'll continue to change like every you know few years. For me, I think it's hard for me to compare because this is the only thing I know. But I'd say it's, it's been a pretty transformative experience, right? I get to meet a lot of very, very interesting people. And um, I think especially now as like software and tech develops more, you know, when I started, uh, it's not that long ago, but like no one had like mobile phones. Um, you know, I, I had a landline when I went to university and I had an answering machine. <laughs> and, uh, and so now it's like you have these like phones in everyone's pocket where you can like anyone, any, any one of us can go and like develop an app and you can push it to someone's phone and they can use a product that you've built. And sometimes you can turn that into a business. So you can, you can make money and you can like have a livelihood exactly what you want and living by your own rules. So I think in that direction, like tech has been very inspiring. And I think it's created uh, a lot of freedom for a lot of people because they get to you know, kind of work on their own terms, you know, uh, be, be creative in a way. And I think that the second part of your question, like average day, switched careers a little bit, right? I, I was working in tech uh, as, a, as a software developer and then a product manager. And then now I'm, I'm more so like investing. But I think in, in on the tech side of things, an average day, I used to work at this company called Shopify. Average day, usually filled with a lot of meeting. You know, believe it or not, I think that goes for like, whether you're a, a product manager or a designer or, or engineer, you probably have at least half the day with meetings and probably more so now with, uh, you know, everyone working from home. So it's just a lot of like communication with different teams, trying to figure out like, what is the right thing to build? Generally, it's like, you want to answer two questions about day. It's like, what should I be working on? And then how, like, what's the right way to do this? And then once you do that, you have some time to actually go do that thing throughout your day. So I'd say like 50% of the day is like meeting with people, trying to answer those questions. And then another 40% is like doing work. And then 10% is figuring out uh, what about tomorrow. That sounds really cool. I guess like the meeting thing, like you said, like it's universal, like it doesn't matter where you work. Meetings are just a part of like life. But um, I'm kind of interested to know, you mentioned that you were a product manager. So what is that exactly? And like, what do product managers do or product managers do? In the, in the tech sense, um, product managers, I'd say the best way to summarize it is that they help teams figure out what's the right thing to build. So a lot of times, like when you work at a company, you're trying to solve a problem. And so a product manager's goal is to find a, a version of that problem or a subset of that problem, trying to figure out like what is the right approach to solving this problem? Who are we building this for? Uh, why should we build it? Uh, what are the different ways that we can approach it? And then kind of like assessing the trade-offs. And in a very, very like simple sense, it's like a product manager is the person responsible for helping the team make good decisions. It's not always the person making decisions, but they help the team come to a decision. Uh, and they're held accountable for it. So usually in, in what I've seen in, in, in kind of tech so far is that a team is composed of like at least three core skills. So like there's a product manager that helps kind of uh, effectively be a leader for the team, um, you know, the decision maker or the, the person that helps guide some of these decisions. There's engineers that actually like their output is code. They, they write code and they develop these programs. Um, and then there's designers. They help design uh, the, the software that that we that we build, and a lot of times it's not just what does it look like visually, but how do these things work? And if I click here, here what happens next, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's really interesting. Like I feel like 
you're, like you're doing a lot of the thinking so like the I guess like the foundation which is really important so that's really interesting to hear but I didn't know what that was before so thanks for enlightening yeah I, th I think also like uh defers from team uh, from team to team and company to company so that's why it's like it's kind of a hand wave explanation you know every every team and every company has a different variation of it oh, that's cool that's good to know so our next question is so you've worked on like big projects like chime and tab and we'd love to hear more about how those got started and how they're doing now yeah um i mean they're both dead now uh so that's how they're doing um but yeah so like i went to school for for cs like i mentioned and at u of t I met with a group of really, really smart folks. These two other kids that were presenting at this like demo camp. It's basically like we got together and people are presenting projects that they worked on over the summer. And I met this like this like really like bright um, these two guys, and they were working on this like textbook marketplace app. And um, and I, I decided to talk to them after, and I was like, hey, we should, you know, one thing led to another, and we're like, we should work together. We should build something together. And we didn't know what to build at the time. Um, there weren't really notification centers like we have on our phones today. Um, and we spent a lot of time on our computer. So we're like, why not build a notification center right in your browser? So like everything that we normally check, like your, your Facebook, your email, whatever, um, let's build a notification center right on the desktop. Um, so that was kind of how Chime started. Uh, we basically like spent some time together, um, almost like a school project, but we're still in school and we're still in class and we're building this as, as a side project. And then we started giving it out to our friends. They like it, they give us feedback. And then we started building it more and more, pouring to that feedback. And that eventually turned into a small business. And then one day, um, you know, this company that was using our product, they reached out to us and they're like, hey, we want to talk to you guys more about Chime. I'm like, okay, interesting. I wonder what they want. I, I wonder if this is good. You know, they're gonna um, you know, try to get like a paying customer or something like this. Um, anyway, they flew us down to, to Boston. They're based in Boston. Um, we chatted with the team and they're like, we want you guys to come join the team. Um, we want to you know, effectively buy your company. Um, so we thought it was like really exciting. And I remember we we're like, yeah, we're pretty young. Um, I think we we're 21 at the time or something. My, my first question was like, is this going to be on TechCrunch? Like on like the, the kind of like the tech news. And that was the only thing I cared about. It wasn't about like, how much are you paying us? Like what are, what's the terms of the job? I was like, is this going to be on TechCrunch? And like, yeah, absolutely. We're like, okay, cool, done. Oh my god, that you were twenty one at the time. Uh, I think I was. I think I was twenty one. Oh my! I was twenty one or twenty two at the time. That must have been like a lot of things to process at once, like just like in school. Oh my gosh! But it also sounds really exciting. I mean, at that age, just like yeah, it was. It was actually, it actually like it was a really fun experience because um, it's the small things that really like impress you uh, at, the, at that age, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, you guys are pro probably in your like, early 20s, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm 18. I'm oh, okay, okay, sorry. All right. Well, almost. You're, all, you're almost there in your early 20s. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same way that, that you probably feel now, right? It's like someone calls you, you worked on a project, um, and someone calls you, I was like, hey, we want to we fly down to wherever to come talk about this. And, and they're treating it like, you know, you're, you're a professional, and this is a business. And in my head, I'm like, oh, man, like, we're just a bunch of kids working on this like little app. What do they want from us? I mean, it's really cool to see how like an idea kind of grew into like a big project and then you, you get flown down somewhere and they're paying for you to come present your idea to them. I think that's just a really interesting piece of that growth. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think, um, you know, one lesson I, I'd love to kind of share to the podcast too, both of you is like, I always found it following your curiosity or just like any kind of idea and kind of, 
just doing what you would normally do has always led to pretty good outcomes because you follow your curiosity, you try to answer the questions that you would normally ask yourself. And, um, you know, sometimes other people are very, very interested in curious people. Whereas I think a lot of times people forget that, especially as they grow older, they tend to not follow their own curiosity. They just follow other people's curiosity. But, you know, it just becomes like pretty, it becomes like not exciting because if someone else has asked this question, you probably don't care about it as much. That's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So when and how did you decide to transition from your projects on Chime and Tab to other initiatives? Yeah. So uh, I guess the other initiatives is like, you know, investing. I started probably around like, what year is it? Like 2021. I remember like three years ago. Yeah. So three years ago, I think I'd I'd realized that, you know, I've been learning a lot as a, I was a software developer before I was a founder. I started a small company and, and now as a product manager, and I was learning a bunch as a product manager. And I thought like, you know, what do I kind of want to learn more about? So these are things I'm already learning about at work. I kind of get this for, for free effectively, right? Or I get paid to do it. And so it's like, what are the things I want to learn more about? And so I wanted to learn more about investing. How do you invest in like privately held companies? So like other people's startups. And then how do you, how do you invest on, on the public market? So how do you invest like in stocks effectively. And so I think as a kid, it was always one of these things that were interesting to me. Like the other path that I didn't mention, um, you know, I said, you know, I, I wanted to go into like medicine or CS. The other thing was like business or like finance, you know, work on Wall Street. And uh, that was never an option to me because my mom always said it was a bad idea. And uh, it just makes you very greedy. Um, and so, you know, I never followed that that path, but I was always curious about like, how does this world work? And, and uh, you know, you, you see all of this stuff in the news, so I just wanted to like explore that more. So again, like following my curiosity. Um, so about three years ago, I just started doing it a bit more, a bit more as I started to learn. You know, sometimes I learn a bit and I go ask a bunch of people questions like, hey, what does this mean? What does that mean? Sometimes I make mistakes and then um, and I'll try to figure out like, what was that mistake? What happened? What went wrong? And so um, that kind of grew over the last, I'd say like, yeah, three years and just it eventually becoming like, oh, this is pretty interesting and I like it. You know, maybe I can make this more of a full-time thing. I spend more and more time uh, actively investing in stuff. That sounds really cool. Cause like I've only taken one finance course, but I know like investing in stocks, like there's so much, there's so many opportunities and so many possibilities. And I think, cause you kind of not like, I guess you had kind of a taste of that. Cause like your company was getting bought and stuff, but that's really cool to hear that you want to jump into that. That's, that's cool. It's very nice. Commendable. Thank you. I, I don't know if my mom would say the same, but but thank you. Yeah, really cool. So I know you kind of talked about uh, investing and stuff. So we heard that you started your own investment firm called Roach Capital. So can you tell us a bit yeah. more about that and uh, what's happening now? Yeah. So first of all, yes, it's a it's a firm called Roach Capital. The idea is to invest in early stage startups. So like when I started a, a company like Chime or Tab, like you mentioned, um, you know those are considered like early stage startups. So you can invest in these like privately held companies uh, because these companies need money to run and then they can grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And over time, they can run a better business. And then as an investor, you hold a portion of their you know, equity and whatever path the business takes, sometimes it fails, it goes to zero. Sometimes that itself will become a public business and you have some more liquidity, which means like your stock is worth something and you can sell it, or the company gets bought by another larger company. So that's the kind of idea behind the fund uh, or the firm to invest in these early stage companies. And the, and the name Roach Capital um, really comes from investing in people that are cockroaches. And so I, I mean that in a, in a kind of a complimentary way, which is um, 
you know, I think some of the best people in any kind of aspect, like whether it's like sports or, you know, medicine or, or whatever it might be, are really gritty. You know, they, they have a lot of determination. They, they've gone through like some level of adversity that they've overcome, uh, whether it's like personal or professional. They're just very hard to, to kill, very hard to like, you know, tell, to derail them, very hard to tell them like, hey, you can't do this. They're, so essentially, they're like very, very resilient people. So the name of the fund is kind of how can we invest in, how can we find more of these like super, super resilient people and uh, invest in them? That's a, that's a really cool view on cockroaches, <laughs> which I generally thought of as kind of, or I don't have the greatest experience with them personally, but seeing it this way, I mean, I don't know if I'd be wanting to call the Yeah, cockroaches are so I, resilient, right? Like, um, you know, apparently absolutely. if there's if there's like a nuclear war, like cockroaches are the only, one of the only few things to survive. I did not know that. That is, that has changed my worldview by a lot, but <laughs> so that, that's really cool to see the thought that went behind your name. And so just as a last thing, um, do you have any tips for anyone else who's interested in the tech industry or just for those who are thinking of trying something new? Yeah, I'd say um, you know, those two, I'd reiterate th- those two things. Like the number one thing that I find has always helped me and will continue to, to help, um, you know, just follow your curiosity. Uh, you know, I have, I have a younger sister. Uh, that, that's the advice I give her, that's the advice to give like anyone. Um, I think not enough people follow their true curiosity. Sometimes you get caught up. Like the world is a hard place where people give their opinion, whether it's your parents, your friends, um, maybe you'll doubt yourself. But a lot of times it's like actually very hard to uncover what do I genuinely care about and then just go follow that. And, um, you know, m- more times than not, it-, it tends to work out because you believe in yourself. Specifically in terms of the tech industry, I think folks that are trying to break into you know software or want to job in software in the future and whatever discipline, like whether they want to be like a manager, they want to be a designer, they want to be engineer, product manager. Um, I think one of the best ways is to get started, you know, try, try to learn how to program. Um, It's very, very accessible to everyone today. um, Whether it's like with Swift playgrounds, like, uh, or iOS, I think you need to uh, download an iPad app that you can like learn how to program on. So you don't even need a a computer. Um, So I think learning how to program just teaches you, a different way to think, a bit more like algorithmically, a bit more pattern matching. Um, so I think that's like one way to just like actually enhance that curiosity. And then that's always, always a good like stepping stone to start learning more. So I think those two things combined, like be curious. And then, you know, um, if it's for tech, then start start trying something with tech. So usually that starts with programming. And then if you're curious, you'll start having questions and answer all those questions, start looking into like, different articles, asking different people, and then eventually you'll start teaching yourself down each of those roads. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so is there any other things that you'd like to just kind of add on or think that we missed? I, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, I would say, I, I, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> That's okay, you have a lot of like insightful knowledge with us. And personally, I don't know much about the tech industry, but I learned a lot in just like this half an hour. So thank you for that. And like, I'm kind of interested to do my own research now. So thank you for that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> my brother's really interested in this industry. So I'm just definitely going to tell him to like listen and kind yeah. of hear it because he, he definitely wants to, he, he's not really sure. He's pretty, he's in middle school right now and he's going to yeah. high school this year. This is like really good advice for him because he's starting to just get started. I, I think things. one thing that, that works really well is like, especially when you're like, young like i'm 32 now uh but i'd say like in my teens and then like all of my 20s 
it's actually a really, really good time to just like try different things. Like even things that you think you don't like, um, if you haven't tried it, it's a good time to try it because I think you spend that like decade and a half almost just like learning about yourself. Like what are the things I like? What are the things I don't like? What are the things I lie to myself about? Because like sometimes I'm like, I don't like this thing. And I do it. I was like, oh, I actually kind of like it. Um, and, and, and vice versa. So it's really just like an experience and figure out who you are as a human being. And then you start planting these little seeds for who you want to be as an adult in your, in your 30s and 40s and, and later on. I think that's like a cool way to think of it. And like, like you said, like, I feel like we're learning a lot about ourselves. So if we try new things, we might find something that we like or we're really good at. So it's worth a shot. Totally. Totally. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode of the Mentorship Spotlight. Thank you so much to Fad for being our amazing guest. And on behalf of all of, the, all of us at the Mentorship Spot, we wish you the very best with your future. And if our listeners would like to hear more from you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is just my name, Fad Ananta, uh, at Fad Ananta. Um, and, and both of you guys, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I'm actually very, very proud that you guys are doing this. Um, you know, this, this is really cool, a very cool initiative, and, and I'm very excited to do it. That's so great to hear. So if you guys enjoyed this, make sure to check out more of our bi-weekly episodes where we'll be talking with people across different fields at various stages of their careers. You can find us on Spotify and at mentorshipspot.com where we publish lots of information about universities and pathways once a week. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in two weeks.